we're live um welcome to opinions it's ben and harry we're back again for episode two our we second week of the new season does that even work can we say we're back again we're back again yeah i guess i guess yeah okay. i'll give back. it <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll give it to you um let's let's start off things with a bang uh really quickly let's um hold up we've got a we've got a quick segment before we go into the what's happened this week injury report for the day um Jokic uh had a knee clash with uh Rudy Gobert in the Denver um Nuggets game today and he went down and looked to be in a quite a bit of pain he did come out and the coach was like no I am not risking you on like the third game of the season it's not happening yeah um that's a fair fair call from he he went down so hopefully he is fine just needs a couple days rest hopefully there isn't any more major concerns um and then ad also went down today he kept playing he had a big game today but um or yesterday i can't remember it was might have been yesterday but he's still he had a, a knee clash as well it looks like and but i swear that guy's as soft as butter i'm sorry <laughs> i know you have a tough time being a center and it's rough down there but i swear you go down a couple of times Ooh. a game clutching something um yeah uh, those are the a little bit main... of a glass cannon I heard him called uh, today. Yeah. And I thought it was pretty accurate, but yeah. So we'll Ooh. talk a little bit more about that. But I think that was the two. Yeah. Ma- Have you heard of any other major uh, injuries recently? Touch wood, no other major injuries so far. But yeah, that was uh, <laughs> don't yeah, want I'm the just... reigning MVP going down. So yeah, we'll have to keep an eye on that. And see yeah. how we go. I thought those are the two main ones. Obviously, we can't cover every single person that rolls an ankle, but I thought that would be a fun way to start. Let's go into uh, what's been happening this week. In breaking news, Brooklyn strip clubs rejoice after James Harden announces move to the Brooklyn Nets. Oh man, he's gonna get me every time. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's a bit of old news, but it's still good. Like you know, I'm sure, I'm sure that the Brooklyn strip clubs are still having a great time. Oh, the industry um, is thriving. <laughs> <laughs> so, seeing as we were talking about um, AD, let's talk about um, the Lakers' slow start. Because mm. I know it's early and, you know, there's still plenty of time to get team chemistry going and yada, yada, yada. You know, I know it's early and I'm not, like, you know, going to be the doom squad and say that the Lakers' season is over. But they have had a very slow start to the mm. season. Um yeah losing I mean, the I guess, state i guess it does take a little while for the uh old fellas to get get up in the morning and get going but... <laughs> um and just like again we can't jump to conclusions but i'm a little concerned that they struggled to beat the grizzlies it was 121 to 118 i just mm. even with steven adams and Ja Morant, and like steven adams has been playing a bit more of a scorer role with the grizzlies which i think is great because mm. i feel like he's never really you know, been told, go out and get points. He's always been really, you know, you need to support your big stars, but in the Grizzlies, he can be a bit more involved. Yeah. I mean, speaking of Adams, I think on the Thunder, he obviously was paired with some pretty impressive uh, scorers and certainly ball-dominant players with Westbrook and even Durant back in the day. And then even on the Pelicans, I feel like they had a lot of scoring options in Ingram and Lonzo and all these other players. So I'm actually happy to see it because I think he... 
he is predominantly like a strong defensive force. Um, a lot of and players agree he's the strongest player in the league. Yeah, which is, and he's no a good setup guy. Mind. Like he just goes yeah. with, like he's yeah, always looking to support. But I'm excited mm. to see what he can do with a little bit more leeway and in a yeah, team absolutely. where they do kind of need him to step up a bit. Yeah, um, I think with the swap with Valanciunas, I think he actually was a pretty huge um, piece. Even looking at the playoffs um, last year, um, Valanciunas with a little bit of three range, but certainly in the post. Um, so I think Adams is a good fit replacing that post scoring, maybe. Yeah, um, I still think that was a bad trade. But... Yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of moving pieces in that trade. But um, but look, I mean, Jar now in his, what's this, his third season, I think. Did, so he's really starting to see... step up that like layup he did where he like went over his head and then was like couldn't find a gap and then was coming down and like flicked it up at like the last second absolute jelly layup that was gorgeous like the spin on that that was reminiscent of some like pete Kyrie looking moves like that was insane it was insane so athletic um honestly just so exciting to watch at this point it was crazy so yeah i think that look the Grizzlies are like maybe marginally better, but I still don't think they're an amazing team. And mm. when you've got as like, you know, such high expectations with the Lakers, like, you know, they're aiming for top three. I just was mm. like concerned that they didn't, couldn't really pull away from the Grizzlies. Yeah. Not a good um, Yeah. Very underwhelming from the Lakers. And they beat the Spurs today in yep. OT overtime, mm. 125 yep. to 121. Um, and the Spurs aren't looking great right now. <laughs> who are They're even, in rebuild mode. Who were even on the Spurs at the moment? Sorry, Spurs. Oh, I mean, it's, it's a bit savage, but like without DeRozan anymore and without Aldridge, I mean, they've got a lot of young guys. I'll give them that. Like DeJounte Murray is kind of their okay, yep. the future. Okay, um, yep. He's, he's, he's like decent. slowly progressing well. Um, I guess Keldon Johnson, he at least got some experience on the Olympic team, so that was good. Who? But look, <laughs> I mean, that's it, right? Like, they've got a Who? lot of just young guys. <laughs> Keldon like, Johnson, my man. Like, Look, I'm sorry, uh, Spurs. I love you, but there's just way more interesting teams going on. I they got Doug McDermott, you. Dougie McBuckets with only four <laughs> points a day. Um, I mean, yeah, <laughs> Jacob Purcell. Again, another guy who's that. 27 points. That was pretty unexpected from, look, from his game today. Great. But look, you're, they're you're, in rebuild mode. So you're just naming a lot see. of people that I haven't really heard of before. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't oh, learn man. every single team top to bottom. And they're just honestly haven't. So, but yeah, I still think that's kind of concerning. Even though Westbrook had a beast of the game, 33 points, which is... Good to see him finally getting a little bit of a rhythm. But, he had eight points the other day. So. Yeah, but like, that's the thing. But that's... But this is all on par to what Westbrook normally does. He'll have five terrible games and he'll have one big game where he gets 30 points and everyone goes, oh yeah, this is the Westbrook we know and love. And then he goes back to sucking for another five games. Yeah, that's pretty standard. Consistency for Westbrook is the big question for the Lakers, I feel like. That's fair. Uh, and I guess in a little, little bit of nice news, I will say, it was nice to see Melo move up to ninth. Uh, in scoring all time, going past uh, Moses Malone, so he had a good game as well. I think he had yep. like twenty twenty eight points or something. So yeah, that was that was good for him. But it's um, I I think the Lakers really just does run down to like how much does Westbrook want to try and throw the game, um, mm-hmm. and whether AD can keep together. Yeah, that's fair. Um, 
I think, yeah, like like we said last episode, I think if the bigs, Dwight and DeAndre, kind of take a little bit of the burden physically, maybe that'd help him. But yeah, not good to see him go down, I, but hopefully it'll be all good. I still don't think it's a winning... I think it's a top five team easy. I don't think it's a championship winning team. Oh, yeah. At the moment. But yeah. I, I guess that's still a little bit of a, uh, of a guess on paper. Like We're going to have to see how the season progresses. They might yep. start Early clicking. Days. I do I just think like there's a reason why Mello was starting on the bench for Den- uh for not is it no Portland, Portland not Denver yeah. Portland you know there's a reason why they let go of um DeAndre Jordan like <laughs> yes that's on true. on paper they're getting a lot of people that on paper look like bargains but in reality there's a reason why these people are bargains and there's a reason why <laughs> they're ring chasing this late in their career. Mm-mm. So we'll That's have bad. to see. Not that they're um, bad players. They're like they're decent players, but I think with the right fit. But I just think they've kind of gone all in on these older guys. I think they need a bit more of a balance. Um, yeah, that that's me as well. I just feel like. Um, that... Speaking of Portland, should we quickly move over to the Trailblazers real quick with Dame? Yeah, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> what happened, indeed. Um, oh, look, I mean, I, I guess it's kind of another another story of a rough start, but. What, what's he been shooting at the moment? I think Dame shot in a game. I think yesterday, like four from fifteen. Yeah, and that's and certainly not the not the day we're used to. Didn't he have free throw issues as well, or am I? I think he did. I'm just having a look now. Like honestly, again, it's it's early days, but the so the other day, I think it was two days ago, they played the Clippers. Obviously, Clippers are a decently strong team, but they lost by thirty. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You want to at least see them close to teams like that, um, at yeah. least contesting. But uh, and I think Dame in that game had twelve points, um, yes. zero from eight from three point. So, e- I mean, look, it happens. It happens. But the the question for me is, as well is like Dame's been just one of those perfect examples of just being loyal, stick to the team, and props him for that. But like, I don't know. Is this a team based thing, or is this just him really just struggling personally? I don't know. Like it's he's usually just always hot. Like he doesn't u- like usually he just keeps shooting that ball until it starts to go in, and then he still manages to get his twenty points. Um, yeah, that's true. Because I feel like we there are other stars of similar caliber who kind of have like a really good game and a really bad game. Whereas mm. for me, Dame has just consistency. Like he always gets his twenty. So I think it's just a bit weird to see him below below twenty points. Maybe, to be yeah, we just have to see. How, like again, it's so early; it's hard to tell. But it just. Mm you'd expect the Blazers to be a bit closer to the Clippers. Like, getting blown out like that isn't a normal thing for them. Yeah. And, I mean, even as a team, they only shot just over 20% from three. So, I feel like it's partially Dame just not hitting. But as a team, I feel like they haven't really made any huge moves, really. I mean, they've got Dennis Smith Jr., Ben McElmore. Yeah, honestly, I think they've lost a few pieces. They've still got Covington. um, Still got Nurkic. And, obviously, CJ as well. Um, who definitely is like the the second in command who definitely steps up. But yeah, I feel like it's going to be inter- interesting. Because then they um, they lost Collins, didn't they? Yep, yep, they lost Collins. I think. Um, yeah, they so... lost Collins. They lost Mello. I think they um, did. They have Cantor last year. Uh, yeah, they did have Cantor. Yeah. He's been kind of going back and forth between the Celtics and Blazers. I swear, I swear, Cantor just every year just go like sits down to the port to Portland and Boston and goes, "All right, who's going to pay me more this year?" And then it's just a flip of a coin, I think. So, yeah. 
<laughs> oh man so but, yeah so honestly that that might tie in a little bit to some of my um bombshell later on interesting uh, oh got a hint yeah <laughs> we'll have to see talking but, about three pointers um mm. i watched the denver uh denver 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 utah uh, there we go. Got wow. there. Got there eventually. Now, Den- now, is this deliberately stumbling just to piss me off? Because no, I was actually videos. like, I could see the jersey in my head, and I was like, Harry, like you just had the word, then it just like ran out of my brain. I was like, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, uh. so Utah is my team, just for just for reference. Yes. So I feel like that could have been some shade, but we'll, Look, okay, I can't, I'll accept the apology. <laughs> I can't talk shade with how bad the Rockets are going to be this season. Anyway, we'll get to that, but looking so, promising for them. So, so we'll I see. might, yeah, I might like adopt Chicago as like my team for this season until <laughs> Rockets, Rockets get I, back I would up definitely, there. Yeah, might be like a know. just a partial adoption for a year or two. <laughs> um, but just, just watch the game, and I felt a little bit bad for Denver because they just started running out of bodies. Um, <laughs> with Jokic going yeah. out. Um, Someone else got ejected. I can't remember who, but it was like yeah. I think it was a little fight between um, what was it Whiteside and yeah. oh, Jermichael Graham, I think. Or was it yeah, Jermichael yeah, Graham? yeah. And he was kind of getting Graham, played yeah. at the five at the time, and yeah. And for some reason, the coach didn't want to play Bol Bol, which I kind of get. Like... <laughs> uh, I feel like he's Bol Bol's so interesting. I feel like when it's kind of garbage time, they put him on, and he just destroys. Like. He, he looks like a league of his own above all these bench guys, so you think, why don't give him more minutes? But I think it's just a tough matchup because he's not super strong. He's still yeah, a little bit he's lanky. Too... So I feel like it's a project. So but I would like to see more. He's minutes, got potential. So. He can knock the three, though. He's got yeah, fairly good handles. Yeah. Like, he'll he'll just run the fast break, take about three steps, and then just, like, <laughs> pop a three at the other end. So. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Uh, but takeaways... Like, uh, takeaways was, um one... I forgot that Eric Gordon was in Denver. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, that was a, yeah. Which, um, it's a good, he's a good fit for them, honestly. Um, yeah. I think that on paper, like they have a lot of potential and mm. thankfully they're looking for the long term. Obviously, Jamal Murray is still out, um, mm. which hopefully he's not out for the whole season. I think like yeah. with Denver, if they can get their whole team healthy i think they've got a really good chance yeah i mean we've seen them be just so consistent the last two years in the playoffs like well not consistent but just show so much promise i think it's just been yeah. a matter of consistency and then um i guess you're being healthy because yeah, yeah and when Jokic hasn't when Jokic hasn't got to to carry the whole team all the time and like they've got um yeah. what's his name rivers is um mm, he's i can't been, remember any names today austin rivers austin, yeah <laughs> He's been good off the bench. Um, good pickup to back up the point guard. Uh, Campazzo's been like decent, um, but yeah, honestly, I think the big Sorry. big callouts for me would be Aaron Gordon, not Eric Aaron Gordon. Gordon. I was gonna say, <laughs> I getting... thought you may have said Aaron, but yeah, mate, that's okay. Oh, my brain is fried today. <laughs> Aaron Gordon was playing uh, really well. Yep, yep. I think he had twenty in the game. Um, but yeah, I think Aaron's been a great pickup. Um, I'm happy for him and for the team because I think it's a good time for him to move on to the Magic. Who are fully rebuilding now? It does um, look like he's having more fun playing with Denver. Definitely, like, um, and I think going from like pretty much the number one scoring option to like the third, maybe even fourth option. I think it's less pressure, but just huge impact when they do kind of like, uh, call his number. When he hits his spot, though, like he gets it. Like it's mm. he was. I think at one point he was like, was he six from six or nine from nine or something? Like he was 
doing ridiculously well in that game mm. against the Jazz. I yeah. think he finished nine from fourteen off memory, but yeah, at, nine from thirteen. Yeah, at one point he yeah. hadn't missed. I think he was six yeah. from six at one point, and it was like that's that's what you wanted to do. <laughs> and I think that combined with Porter Junior, who I think at the time like people kind of slept on him because they were worried about injury concerns when he was drafted. But I feel like Denver just has the best ability out of any team in the league, in my opinion, to pick guys and just bring out their full potential. I mean, yeah. I feel like people were sleeping on Murray. Um, Jokic was like obviously like a decent prospect, but they didn't expect MVP potential and they brought exactly. that out of him. So I think once you have the team healthy, you've got Jokic, Gordon, Porter Jr., Murray, and then even like Barton or someone else, you have a whole team of like all scoring threats. And yeah. I do feel want. like that's terrifying. So it's not like people aren't aren't really calling it like a big three or anything, but it's one hundred percent up there. I think it's kind of being slept on. So um... Yeah. I like how Denver are not trying to like give up too much to win now. They're just, you know, acquiring mm. things step by step. Like, you know, eventually yeah, you kind of have to try and pull the trigger if something comes up, but I like how they're not just throwing everything in straight away to try and win now. Like they've got time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they're keeping the team strong, but little, little tiny moves, like even adding Jeff Green just for the veteran presence, like little, little pieces. He's which, good. Which definitely adds, Love so. Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jazz were looking as great as usual. Uh, Rudy was feasting on the lack of a center. Twenty-three points, sixteen rebounds. <laughs> Almost feel um, bad for for, bad for Denver. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, and it's one of those weird things where it's like, look, Rudy played pretty good, and he was, you know, twenty-three points is pretty much like if he did that every night, then I'm like, mm-hmm. I'd be a lot less critical of him. There was a yeah. cut, like there was one moment though where he was like maybe near the free throw line or like on the corner. And mm. he stood still for like three or four seconds, and that was enough time for him to get double teamed and to lose the ball. Mm. Doing his best Eiffel Tower impression. Because he was, he was holding. Yeah, he was trying to look for someone to pass it off to, as you know, mm-hmm. as he normally does, and he just couldn't find someone in time. And the defense read that. And there's still that question mark for me of, you know, when things are getting tough and when people are hitting threes, is Rudy the best person to have around when? You know, he's not always the most helpful on offense. Being yeah. There. And again, it's still early. It was only one or two plays. Like overall in this game, he was helpful. But again, mm. once they once Jokic was out, he pretty much like Denver were playing small ball. So Gobert, like if Gobert didn't get 20, I would have been like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I, I agree with that. He's certainly not the offensive powerhouse that a lot of other centers are. He's certainly obviously like defensive player of the year, defensive minded. Um, but I think it's enough, though. I think it's still enough he's, with look, the Jazz. He's looking cause... good, but yeah, again, there was no one making his life difficult for him. Yeah, he <laughs> certainly makes his job easier. He needs to average fifteen to twenty points a game. Yeah, I, I like to see him averaging like twenty along with his rebounds. But I feel like yeah, his, his offense is inconsistent. He'll have games where it's for like the six, so. the three ball will still was still falling for the Jazz. They. I don't think that much has changed for them, really, except for losing Niang, right? Mm. And then they... yeah, Niang went to the Sixers. Um, but other than that, they picked up Eric Paschal uh, or Paschal from yep. I think it's from Warriors and um, Whiteside honestly, and Whiteside as well. Yeah, yep, that's right. Who, so I think I feel like those actually good moves because the one thing, if I can criticize my own team, is um, kind of lacking depth at the center. Um, mm. I think that was kind of the the real big flaw, a... um, which puts a lot of pressure on Rudy. So I think having another big... Again, Whiteside's not a great offensive player, 
Um, not can't shoot, can't do any of that, but just another body to give him a bit yeah. of a break. And I sort of saw him being a bit more like he's a bit more aggressive. Like you know, Gobert has mm-hmm. to be careful with how aggressive he is. Whereas being the backup mm-hmm. center, like I kind of see Whiteside doing a bit more of like the Dwight Howard kind mm-hmm. of role. Like yeah. probably not being like full villain like Dwight is, but he can <laughs> be a bit more aggressive and like you know let people know like hey you know mm-hmm. we're on you. Yeah, and I I feel like that's a better role for him, to be honest. Like, it was pretty exciting to watch him when he was on the Heat and stuff go from, like, pretty much like a role player to, like, an all-star level. Like, that Mm. was exciting, but that was a few years ago now, and I think he has maybe dropped off a bit. But I think as a bench player, he's a great great asset to have. Yeah, Um, And I mean, like, speaking of bench, like, looking at the Jazz, they had one, two, three, four, five, they had six players in double digits. And that's just, like, to me, is classic Jazz. That's what you need. Just the depth of the bench. So, always good to see that. So, yeah, and, like, look, when I was, like, I wasn't watching the Denver um, Jazz game with, like, a, you know, a microscope or anything, because I was doing other things at the time, um, but when Whiteside was on, it doesn't look like they they were any less effective than with him off. Yeah, so, I feel like they can keep their play style as well, because they're used to Rudy just being that inside presence, so... Yeah, so I, I, I think like it's, it's a good fit. It could work, so, um, yeah, and they, like, you know, it's better than playing Royce O'Neal as at the five, yeah, <laughs> like, look, which yeah, did happen a lot. He wasn't terrible, uh-huh. but he's more of a power forward or a small forward than, yeah, than a five. It's kind of like putting PJ Tucker there. Like, like he can kind of do an okay job, but not what you need exactly. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit. You know what? Let's let's do. Let's talk about something. Um, let's talk about the rule changes because I've definitely mm. been um, noticing, and it's great. There's less calls. There's less flopping. There's mm. less initiating contact um a lot of the star players i think this is actually kind of funny because like usually i feel like the rules benefit the stars but this rule change a lot of the stars like the all-stars are struggling a little bit with um with adjusting like i definitely yeah. have seen lebron complain lebron complains all the time regardless but <laughs> even lebron isn't getting those easy fouls that he used to get he's yeah getting bumped around and up. But I want to, like, and we'll probably maybe do like a weekly thing of like which star is struggling this week. But I want to talk a little bit about James Harden because he, mm. and like, I don't want to go all doom and gloom. Like, you know, a lot of people are being like, he's washed and all that. Look, he's definitely not as fit as other years. You mm. can see that, look, he, but again, he played chunky last year and he was doing okay. So, you know, mm. just because he didn't decide to lose 10 kilos doesn't mean he's not going to be good. But... <laughs> Um, you, I think there's a very clear, um, you could see statistically at the moment that he's not drawing as many fouls as he normally does. And I yeah. think that is affecting his stat line. So I've just, let me, let me read you out the stats. So he got okay. five shots from 17 versus the wizards, which mm-hmm. isn't great. Uh, three from three, free throws, uh, against only the Hawks. Th- only three though. <laughs> yeah. Only three. This is a man that, you know, sometimes got anywhere from 10 to 20 free throws last year yep. and the year before. Um, he was 16 from six, sorry, six from 16 against the Hornets, which is a little bit better. Still not mm. great. Still not great. Yeah. One from one free throw. Only one free throw. <laughs> got one free throw. Um, wow. And then he was seven from 17, which I think mm. was his best. I think that's his best percentage of the three games versus the 76ers. Yep. (laughs) And that was three from four free throws. Oof. So, 
and I, again i'm not gonna go doom squad again like i think it's just an adjustment like obviously harden can still play but i think such a big mm. i think there's two reasons why we're seeing a, a less efficient and productive harden um yep. one ev- like the rockets offense was a hundred percent funneled through james harden yeah and now that he's the second option because i'm sorry kd is number one it's quite obvious yeah. that you know kd is the number one and, and harden knows that i'm glad that there's not doesn't look like there's any fighting over who takes the shot like harden knows that if kd's open it goes to kd and then yep. he's expected to be the number two person um mm-hmm. but i think that hard like you know a lot of harden's numbers came from everything went through him I feel like, I mean, obviously he's still all-star caliber on that of team. Of course, oh, still, absolutely. He's still distributing almost like a point guard, but yeah, you're right. When he was on the Rockets, he was like the only guy pretty much. So yeah, definitely good and, that. And I just feel like in, in general with the Nets, they're just a bit off at the moment. I can't really put my finger on it. There's just, I just feel like some of the shots they're taking should be hitting and they're not and there's like a bit of a turnover issue and there's just things are not quite clicking as well as you'd want them to do again it's still early you know give them 10 games and i'm sure they'll work out the kinks but they're just i don't know it just feels like they're just sort of die again it's not even dying by the three it's almost just like they're dying from the jumper yeah some things are just not hitting i feel like the nets they they do have a bit of variety in terms of scoring options, but I feel like they're one of those teams that really does favor the three-pointer. Yes, um, that too. Especially like with the, I mean, they got a lot of good shooters like adding Joe Harris and stuff like that. So yeah, it's one of those things where you, yeah, not quite live and die by it, but yeah, it really does mess up the game plan um, as opposed to maybe like the Bucks that have a little bit more inside scoring. So. Yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, they've got, they've got um Blake Griffin and um, Aldridge and stuff. But again, like their primary their first choice is to take a three or take a midi. Then they're looking to get into the paint. Yep. Um, so, I, yeah, I just thought that was interesting. Like, again, it's not, you know, Harden's not terrible. He's still getting points. It's just not mm. quite as efficient as you'd want from your yeah. second start. And I feel like the thing with Harden as well is, like we were saying before, how, like, Dame was just kind of consistent, got his numbers. I feel like that's same with Harden to me. Like, he just gets his numbers. And if he wasn't hitting, like he like he isn't at the moment, he would like kind of bait those fouls like it was all legit it's part of the rules like he can yeah. do it but he'd get those free throws to kind of make up for it and yeah. he's not getting those calls now so yeah and and i mean look it's it's honestly a positive i think so yeah <laughs> i think, I think so too being well, consistent so. if if anything i almost feel like he might be getting officiated harder because he has such a reputation mm. for exaggerating contact yeah, it's. I mean, to be to his credit, he did kind of master it. Yeah, he did. <laughs> but now he's got the reputation for it as well. So, so yeah, yeah they're almost much harder. This is definitely looks like you know there is he. If there's like a fifty-fifty call, it usually goes against him. From the mm. little bit of footage I've seen, so yeah. Um. Yeah, we'll save Chicago for last. We're doing we're doing pretty well. We're at twenty-seven minutes. So let's. I've got two more points for for the the news that i think is fun to discuss and then we'll get in straight into ben's bombshell before we run Perfect. out of time um <laughs> so today the 76ers lost to the new york new york knicks mm, yep and honestly the 76ers didn't even look like they were in it from the start they were just always trailing um mm. first well let's start with a good point um the knicks look fantastic so far yeah they're 
the three ball is falling. They've incorporated the three ball into their offense. Um, mm. They were fantastic today. I think they shot 43%. So that's pretty solid as a team. So and they're making, yeah, they're, they're just completely revamped their offense to have the three ball. Their defense is still really good. And Kemba Walker is, is helping taking the load off um, Randall. And yep. it, looks like the New York Knicks are going to be a really exciting team to watch this year. Yeah, I think that was definitely going to be one of the things that I noted was, I think last season, like the Knicks definitely improved their bench and improved a few of their pieces, like even some younger guys like Barrett and stuff. But it, I feel like it was a lot of pressure on Randall. So yeah. I think this this team, just with the additions that they've got, even like, yeah, Kemba, even Evan Fournier, who I think a lot of people were kind of trashing, um, I think he had a great Olympics for France, and I think he's still a great scoring scoring threat. So, like with him added in, he was great in that. What was it? Double overtime against the, it was against the Celtics or something. So, mm. um, yeah, just good, but a lot better depth, I think. So yeah, that was absolutely. Definitely mm. Which is exciting. But let's and then that then let let's go into the the not so good uh, <laughs> side of things. Um, Embiid struggled, and honestly, the 76ers mm. struggled. It just didn't. If anything, there was a Ben Simmons-shaped hole in the game today. <laughs> they, oh, I didn't think we'd say that. But... They really could have used someone to help set them up a bit. They yep. were just not hitting. I think Tobias Harris was the top scorer with 22 points. Um, yeah, 23 points, yeah. And didn't get a bucket until the third quarter. That That's actually insane to think about. Like, He's... MVP contender and like not even getting a bucket like it might not be entirely his fault like might just be the way the game's going but come on third quarter he was two from seven i mean all right does that come down to like him his playing or is that uh like coaching well to be fair like four of those misses were three pointers that he just chucked up Mm. which i think the knicks were kind of letting him because again like joel can hit three pointers but he's not statistically like a great Three point shoots just an okay. It's, it's, it's like a, an option in his bag, but just not his go to. So. Yeah, shouldn't be his yeah. go to. He shouldn't yeah. take. He shouldn't take more than like two to four a game, honestly, mm. unless he's really hot. Um, and then the other, like, pretty much the only reason why he, I think he got like twenty points or eighteen points. He got like ten free throws. Like it was, he yeah. Most of his points, think- all of his points in the first two quarters were free throws. Yeah. That's oh, that's insane. I mean, so at least at least in the free throws, he had a few. Obviously, he's like driving to the basket and trying to get points somehow. But yeah, like, is this something like as a team? Because I mean, once when they had Ben, I guess it is at least some like driving, kicking the ball out. Even if Ben draws a bit of um, mm. gravity from the defense when he drives in, then kick it to Joel. But you'd think honestly that with the shooters around him, like he'd have a bit more space to just go to town. Well, but... cause, so, so you said, is it a team thing? That that leads yeah. into my next question. Um, I will mention that even though, like, it, it just didn't look like, like, Joel Embiid at times looks like he can just score at will, and tonight he just couldn't for some reason. Mm. They weren't giving it to him in the post. He just wasn't getting his shot. Um, they kept moving Tobias into the dunker's spot as well, which was interesting, because you'd think mm, that okay. without Ben Simmons, you'd have everyone on the outside and let... And bead feast in the middle with the extra space, yeah. which leads to my question of is Doc? Well, okay, my, I've written on our notes: is Doc Rivers a bad coach? And I don't think that's the <laughs> correct question. 
I think, the, mm. and I think we've, we've mentioned this before as well, but is Doc Rivers an overrated coach? Mm. I mean, I'd, I'd definitely say he's an experienced coach. Um, and I think experience is highly valuable, but at the same time, experience shouldn't like outweigh, um, I guess, just talent of other coaches. So like maybe they're sticking with him just because of that. Um, I mean, if we look at their previous success, I think they've been doing decently, but then they've kind of think, fallen short of the mark. So then, you could but, argue maybe it's time to have a different, like look at a different coach. But Doc, I kind of hate when teams do that and just cut coaches and blame them for everything. I know. But, you, that, but you have to admit that Doc is starting to get a bit of a reputation for throwing game, like throwing series that he should have won. Mm, <laughs> He's had, he did it um, twice with LA. He did it last year with the 76ers. Yeah, um, I mean, he hasn't had great playoff success, really. I mean, he hasn't, hasn't yeah. got a ring, I think, since, what, 2008 with Boston. So, yeah, so that, I, honestly, like, yeah, I kind of agree with you. It didn't help that Ben Simmons' last series was terrible. Again, and again, it's him. <laughs> not all but, the coach's fault, but at the mm. end of the day, like, like you know, if, if, if everything in LA was fine and he had thrown last year with the 76ers and Ben Simmons and all that, like, yeah, I can understand mm. it. But the problem is, is that the last three playoffs, he's had teams that honestly should have made at least the conference finals. Should yeah. have. Or at least made it like, that. you know, at least not lost the teams that they have. Like, you know, 76ers should not have lost to the Hawks. Yeah. Um, I, I think part of that was Simmons. But yeah, as a team and as a coaching staff, like, yeah, they shouldn't have. Yeah. Shouldn't have but that, that. And that's the thing. It's like, it's becoming a bit of a thing that Doc Rivers is in charge of good teams that should be making it further and a mixture of players losing it and bad coaching decisions, which is going through him. Bad decisions are coming through. And I definitely agree with you. I will just say one thing in the defense is that the, I guess the Atlanta series was a little bit of a, like, I won't say a fluke, but it didn't help that Ben was off. No, no, of course not. And then if you look previously, like that series against Toronto came down to Kawhi's famous like yep, double yep. bounce and then in. Like they've been that close, so it's like you could argue there's a bit of luck. But, but then what about think, the second clippers, like the second one yeah, against like Yeah. I, I think the the thing they're gonna have to do now is adjust the game plan, because I guess they did have a lot around Simmons. And one of the things I found really interesting was I think when JJ Reddick was still on the team, um, he and Embiid had like pretty much the most efficient like scoring duo in terms of like efficiency. Mm. If they could somehow get that running with like Seth Curry or Danny Green or someone, mm. like bring back a little bit more of that play style with like the pick and pick and pop. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel like they need to adjust. And maybe if Doc's still trying to play the old same strat that that they're like you said, Benson shaped hole missing, I feel like they might fail. But if yeah. they can adjust. Maybe a new coach could do that for them. So but that's just already another new coach. Like you know, how many? Do you need? <laughs> um, yeah. My my last point with the seventy sixes is like even with like you know reports so that they're, tr- they're still trying to work with Ben to get him back. I mm-hmm. it sometimes feels like the seventy sixes just every year try and do the same thing and wonder why it doesn't work to some mm-hmm. extent. Like they're just trying to make the same kind of people work, and maybe they really need to think of. Well, like, you know, last year, okay, the, 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 the midi game from, you know, the post game from Embiid was ramped up a bit more than usual and that worked really well for them. But like, yeah, you know, it's still really similar vibes the last couple of years. I'm just not sure. Maybe they need to. Mm. to... And I feel like they're running out of time as well. Yeah. The process, as we all know it, uh, has been going a little while now. And I feel like they're at that point where they're, 
they kind of have to work with what they got. Um, Embiid's a big boy. He's not going to last forever. And um, he's in his prime at the moment. So exactly. Uh, to finish off the news, we've got uh, Chicago a four and zero for the first time ever in Zach Levine's career. Yep, <laughs> got to be happy for Zach. I feel like he's he's kind of waited it out there for a little while, so it's nice he's got a bit of reinforcements. But yeah, I think it's the first time since like Michael Jordan's Bulls. I think it was six uh, ninety six. I think so. Ninety six. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. So off to a hot start and an entertaining start too. <laughs> yep, and I think either tomorrow or the next day it is the chicago bulls versus the new york knicks at home Ooh, i think it's gonna good. be a banger i'm excited yeah definitely excited to watch that so very excited Ooh. um and for me uh do you have any other major news that's happened this week that you want to add mr not not any major news um certainly not any current stuff? I think maybe we'll go to my bombshell and we can uh, well, wind back the clock a bit. I, I know I'm ready. I, I know you and I are ready. Let's let's get it. Let's do it. It's impulsive. You don't understand why it's explosive. Cause it's time for Ben's bombshell. <laughs> Alrighty, <laughs> love that. I'm never gonna okay. giggle at that. <laughs> I feel like the, the music is appropriate because we are kind of for my bombshell winding back the clock a little bit. Um, so imagine if you will, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a bit of like a, a voodoo fortune teller for this little bit. There we go. Got you. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so I've gone all in on this. I feel like okay. I tend to do this sometimes. So I've gone back, and I'm particularly looking at. Uh, the playoff results because I want to do a little bit of voodoo and I want to see if I can predict the Ooh. playoffs for this season. And this is really early on. That's kind of okay. intentional okay? because I want to see how this holds up. But um, I've gone back over the last decade of playoffs <laughs> as you do, as you do. I've gone over the last decade of playoffs okay. yeah, and you know. I've run the stats. And the thing that I was really curious was, was um, how much the playoff teams are changing season to season. Cause obviously mm-hmm. you get, big moves and the uh, playoff picture changes a lot. Like when you've got pieces like Harden and Durant moving around, obviously that changes things. But as a whole, I wanted to see if that using the past can predict the future. So um, <laughs> I've gone back all the way to the 2011 playoffs, which okay. is a little bit memorable for me as well. Cause I think that's kind of when I just got into basketball, uh, Dirk going to the, the finals and winning against the heat, which is pretty exciting. Oh, Dirk! Um, Dirk Nowitzki, what a legend. Um, so I've pretty much gone through and I've looked at how many teams each season have made it through the pre, uh, the next one and how many have, have dropped out. And it's been pretty interesting because I thought, you know, there'd be some seasons where like you have huge blockbuster trades and then a whole heap of different teams move. But over the last uh, 10 years, the last decade, especially in the West, each season only one or two teams have changed each season. Mm-hmm. The East have been a little bit more interesting. They've had a few anomalies. It was interesting, 2011 to 2012, the exact same eight teams made the playoffs again <laughs> in almost the exact same positions. So it was interesting for consistency. But um, I think 2016 was the most interesting change-up uh, with four different teams. So half of the playoffs was it was different. So with this in mind, I've used a formula to calculate the averages of how many changes. So theoretically last decade the east has changed 2.2 different teams each each playoffs the west have been more consistent with 1.6 so if we use this a little bit of a little bit of maths a little bit of magic we could expect theoretically that the east should be about two teams different the west is maybe one and a half to one so 
I'm going to put in... So, so, sorry, let me just make sure I'm understanding this. So you're using... Yep. So you're predicting that of the teams that made the playoffs last season mm-hmm. or over the last 10 years, so yep. based off last season that there'll be, for example, 1.5 teams. So one team will be different in the playoffs this year. Exactly right. Exactly okay, right. okay. So, so the only only thing I'm adjusting... So the West, I, I'm going to predict that, yes, one team is different. The East, I'm going to adjust a little bit because if you look after... So 2016, it was four, then down to three. And in the last two years, 2020 and 2021, only one team has been different. So, for example, uh, so the Heat made it in 2020. They didn't make it the previous year, um, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm going to predict that only one team changes in each conference. Mm-hmm. And which team, you ask? So I'm literally locking this in. I'm putting this as a lock. I'm predicting end of the season. So if I'm wrong, you can call me out, but I'm calling I'm calling this as correct. So... I'm going to say teams like the Bucks, the Nets, the Knicks, and the Hawks are all going to be still kind of around that top four, top five. Yep, um, I agree. I will say, however, that the Sixers are dropping way down. I'm going to say they squeeze into the playoffs, but last season they finished first in the East, but I'm going to say they drop way down. Honestly, probably like, like six, seventh, eighth. Yep, yep. sixth. I, I put could... them in at my prediction on sixth. So. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to say the Nets still go second, Bucks go first this season, so mm-hmm. they're looking even scarier. Um, and then Knicks and Hawks are going to still be around that fourth, fifth. Uh, Celtics, I'm going to say, will improve a little bit. I think mm-hmm. their team's looking pretty decent. Um, yep. Brown is looking really strong. Okay, but this is the thing. So I'm going to say the Wizards. Sorry, you guys yep. only just squeezed in last season anyway. This season, they're out. Yep. And replacing them, I'm going to call it 100% believe in this, the Hornets. The Hornets are going to make the playoffs this season. The Hornets. That's, that's going to be my bombshell. I feel like it's been a little bit of a long time coming for the Hornets. The Hornets. <laughs> I know. Over but Chicago? I'm, I'm locking it in. I'm locking it in. Okay. I know it sounds crazy. Uh, but you do sound a little crazy. <laughs> the only thing that I will say, if we're looking at the exact stats and we do go with two teams changing, then I will say that Chicago will, will sneak in. But I'm going to go Hornets. For? Probably for either the Sixers or the Heat, I'm, I'm predicting. But Miami uh, look pretty good this year, don't they? Miami do look good, but I, I guess well, it's yet to be seen. But I just feel like the Bucks, right. Nets, Knicks, and Hawks, and Celtics. Even I'm going to say that they're going to be quite quite consistent. Okay. Yep, yep. So okay. it kind of comes down to like Philly and Miami. So okay. So, but the call yeah, I'm, is I'm locking the, Hornets. Locking in the Hornets for Washington. Wow. Yep. yep. Wow. And so if I if I really have to argue this case, so look. Don't get me wrong. I'm really keen on the Bulls this season. I'm really happy for no, them. No, no, no. Tell me, tell me I the feel right like, reasoning. I feel like they've got the depth. They've got a lot more lot more options this time. And they still have their star. They've got Levine. So, actually, they have two stars, to be fair. So, oh, just a solid team. Just a solid team. You know what? I could almost say that they, they are a lock as well. I could almost add that as a little uh, no, 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 no. Don't change. <laughs> Hold up. I'm going to bet you something later. Right. No, no. You can't just okay. talk okay, about the fair. Hornets. Why are you picking that's the Hornets? Fair. Hornets. All right. Well, What's the along with say? the Bulls, they're also up to a great, a really, really hot start. So the Bulls obviously four and zero. Hornets are close behind with three and one. But I feel like Melo has had a season of practice. But I feel like his his strength isn't. We're not waiting for him to develop into like dropping forty points a night. I feel like he's going to drop his like I don't know twenty twenty five. But I feel like as a facilitator, he just got so many options. Yeah. Um. I think a lot of his teammates are kind of coming into their own. Um. Look at Miles yeah, Bridges. That's yeah. I feel like that's that's kind of like the the biggest impressing impressing thing for me. Miles Bridges has been playing amazingly. I think he dropped like thirty the other night. He's, he's um, number one in the fantasy rankings at the moment. 
which I mean, there we go. It's huge, and right? Like then I realized that he was on my team. <laughs> <laughs> Surprised to be sure, but I didn't know I had him. <laughs> Everyone in the, in the group <laughs> chat was like, "Oh, Miles Bridges is playing so good," and I was like, "Oh yeah, I wonder who has him." And I was like, "Oh, I have him." <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, look, honestly, Lamelo's kind of just like. I feel like some some guys take a few seasons to come in. I feel like he's going to be like Jar Morant was. Like, rookie of the year, so it was Lamelo. Second mm. season, Jar brought his team only just into the playoffs. I'm going to say Lamelo does the same. So it's a little bit of a parallel there. But I just feel like his his strength is 6'8", point guard. His passing, I feel like he makes everyone better. So honestly, it, it's a bit of a big call. But I, I say they make it. You know what? The Bulls probably make it too. Going with the stats, I should not give you the stats. Two teams will be out, so I say the Bulls make it as well. <laughs> but my big bombshell is that the Hornets make it in, Damn. which is kind of crazy. But I just feel like they've got they've got options. It's a bit of a big call, but I think Lamelo elevates everyone around him. So okay. Do we do we have a um a prediction for the West, or is this just a, an East? We do. I'll keep it very brief because I feel like this is a bit bit quicker, but. Um, West, I'm going to say that only one team changes. Um, my predictions Portland. will be Suns and Nuggets and Jazz still going to be top three. Yep. Um, obviously, I'm biased towards Jazz. I'm going to actually say Phoenix or Denver go number one as long as they stay consistently mm-hmm. healthy. Yep. Um, the changes, I'm going to say that Dallas slightly improved. I'm going to get to this next next uh, week, actually. I'm going to talk about Dallas. But, um, yeah, I'm going to say that, that Luca just she carries them to, like, fifth, maybe. They haven't looked um, that great this, the, so far, though. They haven't, which is but, which is why it's a bit of a risky one. But I'm going to say he sheer just carries them somehow maybe. to around about fifth, maybe sixth, um, which is around about where they finished last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but my call is that the Blazers are unfortunately yep. dropping out. Yep. Because they they regressed. Yeah, I think we we touched on it before. So I think they drop out, and the team that replaces them might be a bit of an obvious one. But I feel like the Warriors, because yeah. they actually finished eighth <laughs> last season, but they lost the play-in. So technically, the Grizzlies <laughs> made it. <laughs> But I'm going to say that the Grizzlies legitimately make it in. So it's almost, I guess, that's your 1.6 because Memphis half made it in last time. Yep. But I'm going to say they definitely make it back with, with Jar, with Steven Adams. Um, obviously, we've got the playoff, playoff god um, in Brooks. Um, I think he went crazy. So, yeah, I, I feel like they lock it in this year and then the Warriors come back. Uh, um, I mean, I think... I like that. Yeah, I, I think that's very interesting. Well, yeah. And the Lakers just squeeze in an eighth. That's my prediction as well, because they are not going to be strong, but somehow, somehow they're going to squeeze in. Okay. We have to put that on the prediction board. Um, (laughs) So to finish off the episode, I'm going to make you a bet. Oh, here we go. I'm going to bet you my, Mm. uh, I'm going to guarantee, I'm going to steal something from Chuck. Gosh, I love that segment. They're the best. (laughs) Especially when you had the button and they were, anyway, I'm going to guarantee you that the Chicago Bulls will not only make the playoffs, mm-hmm. but they are going to make the playoffs ahead of the Hornets. Ooh. I think the Bulls can be higher in the standings than the Hornets. The issue is I don't disagree with you. <laughs> I agree with you. I'm just I'm just saying the Hornets will make the playoffs, which is a no, big goal in itself. I'm going to make uh, you back up your Hornets. Come on. How all right. much? All right, I'll make that bet. I agree with you, but I also believe in the Hornets this season. So, yeah, I'll, I'll bet you that. I'll Look, and this that. is coming from someone that loves LaMelo, watching LaMelo Ball play. Like, I'm, I'm cheering for the Hornets. We're kind of cheering for both, yeah. Got to pick a side. I agree with that. 
agree um, with that. All right, let's let's go. Let's do it. We'll put that on the board. Um, I think Chicago we'll check in halfway through the season and then we'll obviously yeah. check in at the end as well and see yeah. if we're correct but I think Chicago have everything they gain this season I think they definitely have you know they may not have the best like their bench is okay like again I think they've got a lot of potential let's keep it at that yeah I um, definitely agree lovely bombshell Ben I love it let's um yeah let's uh let's see what happens next week we've got some big matchups coming up so I'm, I can't wait to to give a an opinion on it one could say it's a <laughs> Hoop Indian. Oh, good one. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. Um, oh, man. And uh, yeah, tune in next week. There are going to be some good games, and I feel like I'm going to have some uh, juicy questions as well. Oh, so, okay, okay. And, as well and as Harry's hot sauce. Harry's hot sauce. Yep. Okay. Uh, that's it. That's a wrap. Fire! Everyone's going to have one of those. <laughs>